Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified attorneys. Founder of DrBarryPierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself with better health with the number one podcast of patient advocacy, education, and affirmation. This week, we are going to be talking with Dr. Andrew Barry, who is a board-certified internist and also a second-year GI fellow, gastroenterology fellow. But we're going to be talking about the topic of vaping because that's something that's right along his alley as not only is the GI fellow, but he is very well versed in lots of different academic related topics. And we kind of got together thinking, you know what, let's talk about a subject at hand that if you're a smoker, if you know a smoker and you've heard about this, uh, you know, this new, this trend, I don't want to say new, but this trend of e-cigarettes and vaping, Right. Like, let's talk about vaping. Let's talk about, you know, what we're hearing in the news about vaping, whether it's harmful, whether it's good for you, who should be vaping. Right. So we're going to be talking about vaping on this uh, episode today. And I think it's a good one because it is something that, again, I listened to this episode and I was getting so much education from it. And I know you will, too. Right. So, again, let's learn community. Uh, Like always, if you have not done so, please subscribe to these podcasts, you know, leave us a five-star review, especially for my Apple podcast users. Uh, your help is greatly appreciated. And like always, uh, if you remember to share with not one, but maybe 10 friends and let them know how much of an amazing episode uh, this was today, right? So we're talking about vaping, you know, get ready, sit back for another amazing episode here on The Lunch Alert with Dr. Barry. One of the sponsors for the Lunch and Learn Community Podcast is the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where you can find t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, stickers, and wristbands with the motto, Empower Yourself for Better Health. Remember, 50% of all proceeds will go to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, where we give out college scholarships to deserving high school seniors across the country. Thus far, we have given out over 20 deserving scholarships to students across the country. So again, 50% of the proceeds will be uh, blessed to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation. And today you can get the coupon code LUNCH20. You can get 20% off your purchase and you support these high school students across the country. Again, the Lunch and Learn Community Store is at shop.drbayerpierre.com and the coupon code is LUNCH20. All right, Lunch and Learn community, just heard another amazing introduction uh, for a topic that I think uh, you are really in for a treat for. Again, when you turn on your TV, you read the blogs, uh, this is definitely something that has been kind of really like on front page news now, right? Especially I work in a hospital setting and, you know, people keep asking me about it. People keep asking me, vaping, vaping, vaping. Like, what is vaping? Like, how dangerous is vaping? Why are so many people dying from vaping? And I figured, hey, you know what? Let's get someone who kind of knows what they're talking about on the subject, right? So, again, I want to thank the, the I like to call the real Dr. Barry, right, to talk about <laughs> a, a topic. It's so funny because I call myself Dr. Barry, but, like, it's just, it's a funny thing because I've exactly. always, people, like, talk, people, like, be able to call me by my first name is just some weird reason. I'm not sure why. Um, but they like to be able to call me my first name, but they still wanted to, like, attach the doctor to it. So, I said, all right, sure, I'll be Dr. Barry. Uh, but we have the real Dr. Barry, Dr. Andrew Barry. 
who's going to be really educating us today, Lunch and Learn community, on just what vaping is and just, you know, why we should be really, really worried about it, right? So, Dr. Barry, thank you for uh, joining the podcast today. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's definitely a topic that's, you know, hot, and we want to hit the hot topics that are relevant to all markets. So I appreciate you having me on. So, Dr. Barry, before we before we kind of get into this amazing topic, like, to, you know, tell the Lunch Learn listeners about yourself, who you are, uh, you know, you know, why is this topic, you know, you know, such a, a hot button topic for you? And, uh, and that way we can kind of get into the, the meat of it. Uh, I'm a, like a, actually a GI fellow currently. Uh, so basically one more year of training and then I'm out in the practice, you know, treating all your stomach problems. <laughs> but right now, um, still in training, uh, internal medicine board certified. So obviously something that you're familiar with, you deal with people all the time and, you know, are training the next wave of internal medicine physicians, which is highly appreciated. Also did my training medical school. Some of my rotations were actually in West Palm beach where you were. You know, it's so funny because first of all, the community, um, Dr. Barry sent me like his CV, right? First of all, this thing's like 20 plus pages, right? So I'm already like impressed. I'm already impressed at his CV and I'm seeing some of my former residents, like uh, amongst some of the, the the persons, I'm like, how does he know Dr. Kaplan? Like that's what I was trying to figure out. And then I'm trying to be like, and I was like, hold on, was he at? Was he at? Well, now it's called JFK North Campus. But like, was he at the time when I was there? And then and I was trying to go back, and I was like, do I remember? I can't. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if you were there at the same time I happened to be there. But like, I, I was. I, I definitely because like her name just for some reason it was so crazy because I was seeing all the all of these publications. Yeah. And her name just kind of stood out. I'm like, whoa, my God, how did you get over there? How'd she get there? <laughs> I mean, it's a small world, but I think you were there when I was there, just like vaguely. So I, I saw you in passing. I didn't okay. have the uh, privilege to work with you, apparently. Yes, because 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 I, like I saw some of the posters there, like 2014. So I wasn't sure if because um, because that would have been my last year uh, as as a resident. So I wasn't sure like where you were your student that year, or was it like I wasn't sure like if we just hadn't crossed, or it was just kind of like that in passing. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Much. Who knows? Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> so, so definitely, you're you're definitely well read, right? And like I said again, uh, learning me, I'm not joking. The CV really is like, uh, like twenty pages, twenty plus pages, right? Just a just an amazing, um, you know, just amazing story. And especially for someone who, as a person who does academic medicine, I'm just like loving. I'm loving it, right? I'm like, oh wow, okay, this is a person <laughs> who is really, really well read, right? So definitely a uh, person I want to make sure, you know, we get to try to touch on a whole bunch of different topics uh, as we can. Um, and so today we're talking about vaping, right? So, you know, just for those, maybe someone who does not know, right? What what vaping is, right? What What, what is vaping, right? Just so for the, the general community. So everybody knows smoking, you know, taking it off big time in the last couple of decades, you know, middle 1950s, 60s, the big social stigma. But ever since, let's say 2012, there's been a trend toward this new thing called vaping, which is electronic cigarettes. So instead of the smoke, you get the you know tobacco coming out. You just get the smoke, the vape. It's a little shot of uh, smoke in the air. It disappears and dissipates. Doesn't smell like tobacco. Um, it's usually nicotine based. And nowadays, they're becoming more THC, cannabis based also. Mm. But now it's becoming a little bit more of an issue because there's more illnesses and patients having symptoms that are you know, arrive, arriving from these uh, vaping products. And what's interesting is because I, I love how you touched on the fact that it is nicotine based. Because I think sometimes people think that if if they do the the vaping or is is if, first of all, question is is e cigarettes and vaping is that like similar or is that like 
like in from a reference standpoint it's like interchangeable so initially e-cigs you know a way to wean known adult smokers off of tobacco products cigarettes so but now it's becoming more cool slang term to uh call it vaping uh and there's even more other terms for it but that's kind of what everybody's saying vaping so e-cig is kind of like what it was called a few years ago in an older crowd, but vaping is kind of the trendy way. Okay, perfect. I'll let it just touch on that. And I love the fact that you touched on that. It's nicotine based because I think some people, uh, you know, may confuse the fact that if they're vaping, that they're not getting the nicotine aspect that they would get like in a regular cigarette. Yeah. In fact, they're actually getting more. Some of the studies have shown that, that they're actually more nicotine in these products. So, you know, such we're similar to we're used to the patch and the gum to kind of wean smokers off, which is FDA approved, as you probably use in your clinics and in a hospital setting. Um, but the vaping is not FDA approved to wean smokers off. It is just a, a means to do so for adult known smokers. But the nicotine product content is actually in some of these uh, products much higher than traditional cigarettes and or patches or gum. Wow. So, okay. All right. All right. See, let's learn community. Like, again, I, I always tell you guys that sometimes like I have to learn uh, from my guests as well. Uh, so that's definitely, you know, some, some really strange, but very interesting, uh, you know, uh, thing to hear. Uh, the fact that, you know, you're not yeah. really running away from the nicotine because it's, you know, it's, if, if it's not more um, that you're going to get in this, the vaping aspect of it. Like when, when did it all start? Like what, if you had to like, you know, when, like how, how long has this been around? Um, why is, why is this such a hot topic now? Like what, what, what would you say? Yeah, exactly. So it's been really going, you know, relevant a little bit since 2012, but 2017 is when you kind of noticed a huge rise, um, to the point that over the last three years, well, currently this year, there's about 8 million adults using e-cigs or vape products and about 5 million children also vaping, which is crazy because in 2017, so it's two years ago. It's 11% of high school students admitted to vaping on a daily, regular basis. However, 2019, so just in two years, it's up to 27%. So over two, two and a half times increase. So one out of four high school students are actively vaping on a daily basis. That's, wow, that's crazy. Okay, all right. Especially because you said kids, so I'm thinking like, all right, is it, is it like, the, you know, 16, 17? Like, so, so they're getting that young, they're starting to vape? Yeah, even middle school. So middle school, we're about 5% right now, which is one out of 20 middle school students admit to using vape products on a daily basis. And this is also people that admit to it. So as you and I both know, you know, the numbers are actually higher. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If if, if our patient says they drink, you know, two drinks a a day, it's probably closer to four. So that's definitely (laughs) a point I agree with uh, wholeheartedly for sure. When we when we talk about just vaping, like well, like why do you think like this this I guess boom right? I, and I don't know if we should even be calling that, but like why do you think like this this level of popularity just kind of exploded uh, in such a short time frame? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like not even much advertising was needed. Um, multiple hypotheses have been kind of thrown out there. One is social media. You know, this is a, something that can be spread easily in social media. The market it uses social media in the last two, three, four years. It skyrocketed Instagram, Twitter, all of the above. And they can do these tricks, these vape tricks. So there's all these YouTube videos, millions and millions of views regarding the tricks with the vape, the smoke. They play it to music, EDM music, 
to have Friday night vape nights where they smoke, vape, and play music and kind of just do stuff like that. Wow. Like when you say like vape tricks, like what what type of what type of tricks are they doing? They're you having some sort of fan product in the room where they huff and puff with their vape and they swirl oh, the smoke around those. with their hands in addition to music and like EDM and then they hold and they make music videos out of it. I mean, from a third party viewer, it's you know, I, not in my words, but it's cool. It's kind of right. cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, so funny is like I've seen those videos and really never, you know, never paid in any mind that that's what they were actually doing in those videos. That's like, oh, okay, that's weird. No, in fact, I'll take it back. Like I, I would, I, I used to say that's cool too. I used to say like, oh, okay, that's exactly, nice. exactly. And a couple of years ago, when this first started, in like 2017, there's principals and high school teachers even coming out now saying that you know they didn't even notice these people. They thought they thought it was a USB drive. So one of the main companies, Juul, J-U-U-L, um, which is one of the hottest companies in the last couple of years, worth billions of dollars, you could stick their little vape into a USB drive on your laptop, and it looks like you're charging a USB drive. Wow. So no one knows. People are smoking in the classroom. <laughs> They're uh, Actually, the goal, it's not like a cigarette where you, let's say in 1999, you'd go in the bathroom and hide, sit there, you know, you're kind of partaking constipation, sitting there for 10 minutes trying to smoke a cigarette and hide it and spray cologne. Now people are vaping purposely. They want, they try to they vape every time a teacher turns their head, someone, their friend takes a picture, they post it and it goes viral. Wow. So it's, it's the opposite, which is kind of, that's why it's. And, and do they not get like that, that smell like that, that tends to linger? Like if you're, if you're smoking a cigarette, obviously there's like a cigarette type smell. Uh, but when they vaping, is, is that just like not there? Yeah, exactly. Very good point. So 80% of Juul sales, and which is the best surrogate for the market because it's the best company, biggest mm-hmm. company, f- sells flavored e-cigs. So when you, when you uh, smoke these, they actually smell like fruits, you know, female, female student in high school's perfume. It, you literally can't tell the difference. Um, and it goes away fairly quick. So that's why this whole, we'll get to that in a second, but this whole ban to try to ban these flavored products in first and foremost. Interesting. Okay. All right. Like I said, like I said, listen, like me, I am being, uh, you know, educated uh, along with you guys. Cause again, this is a topic that, uh, again, I, cause I'm an internist, so I take care of a lot of adults. Um, and most of the time I'm trying to get them all, I take care of a lot of older adults uh, so a lot of times it's the cigarettes that I'm trying to get out their hands. So I'm never, I'm never usually having to say like, Hey, like stop, stop that, that vaping machine. Like I'm never having to say that. Um, so, so it's definitely, so this is definitely seems like a problem that's been kind of, you know, you know, pushed towards a younger crowd. Correct. And the marketing, um, the jewel company has specifically said they've never marketed toward a young crowd. They have been, they have had some small social media uh, promoters, uh, some actors and all that they that they sort of paid a few years ago, but right now they are currently not marketing to this crowd, and that is the whole litigation legality issues currently going on with this company and all the other electronic sig vaping companies. They're, the government is warning and trying to prevent any sort of marketing to a younger crowd. That is the number one topic right now. Now, like, are they? And again, I'm naive to this to- this topic. Like, are, are kids able to buy these things? Like, uh, like I'm some, uh, like, is there not like an age requirement? Like, how are kids, how are so many uh, of these young kids able to get this stuff? Exactly. 
So up until recently, most states had age of 16 or 18. Ah. Um, but nowadays, about 18 or about 20 of the states have now enforced new regulations saying that you have to be 21 to buy these products. Also, the company, which has been forced upon the company by the government, is, is coming forth with these uh, age verification systems where they ha- can only sell a certain amount of products, certain amount of refills over a certain period, mm. they're checking IDs stronger. The government is making them do this. They've had to spend $100 million to try to give incentives to retailers to install these new age verification systems. So, so obviously, with something that is so popular um, with a crowd that will only get older, uh, which means it's going to be a long, you know, long-term customer. Um, why has it become such a problem? Like, what what has been the catalyst to say, like, oh, we got to like do something about this vaping? Exactly. So, with success of companies, these first couple companies comes the want from other companies and third parties to create more products so they can get a share of the market. So it is these some of these new products, mainly containing THC components. And usually black market, which means they label it as one certain product, but they actually just use the label. Uh, they print it um, illegally from other outside the United States, and they put these third-party products in it that you don't even know what's what's in the product. And a lot of them have some sort of TAT component, but mainly that's part of the answer to your question. The other half is over about in July of August this year. It's a little long answer, but this is very important. Sure, uh, sure. No, no, I think, I think need to hear it. Yeah. I'm from Wisconsin, so go figure. Uh, it all started kind of in Wisconsin in July of this year. There was about six patients over a two-month period that they just were wondering. They couldn't figure out their diagnosis. There were these young patients presenting to the hospital. Um, let's give an example. I have the perfect example for you. July 7th, 18-year-old who ran track, just graduated high school, presented to urgent care with breathing issues. She had a x-ray with some infiltrates. She was sent home with antibiotics. She never got better. She came back in a few days with chest pain. She couldn't breathe. She had shallow tachypnic breathing. Uh, they gave her oxygen and she actually became worse. She was admitted to the ICU. She became oxygen mass dependent, almost intubated. In the end, they, they had six, five of other cases like this, about six. And the doctors were confused, wondering what's going on. They frantically reviewed all the records. And the only thing that the patients had in common was a history of vaping. They're all young. Now, Illinois, the neighboring state, had similar issues also. And the first death ever rec- reported from vaping, ruling out all other causes with full vaping history and objective data, was in August in Illinois. Interesting. And that's what triggered it all. Once you heard the word death and vaping, then every newspaper every day since August has had multiple stories, as you probably are aware. Well, I mean, to the, to the point where... Uh, even when I started doing a little research for this discussion, um, you know, I, I, I could just literally I just type in the letter V and it already it already knew that I wanted to talk about vaping. Like it was just like Google's like, oh, you want you must want to talk about vaping real quick. Like it was like fun facts about vaping. What do we worry about vaping? E cigs, like everything was like, oh, wow. And, and, and you're right. Every, almost everyone's like writing an article now about just this, how it's become such a problem. And, and I know you kind of you touched a little bit on the fact that you know, this introduction of the THC uh, related products, was that always like, like a, a goal in mind? Like, did it kind of start out with like, was it always to always just to be nicotine, but like the THC folks were like, hold on, we can maybe get in here as well. <laughs> exactly. So the nicotine was the original goal, but you know, 
the culture of you know America in general over the last five years has been more open to the concept of THC for mm-hmm. you know different recreational or medicinal uses. It's still not approved under federal law, but I believe 21 states plus or minus okay it for under state law for recreational or medicinal purposes. So obviously it's a free market. The United States is a free market. People jump on it. So they're thinking, wow, we got these vapes going. Now what about let's introduce some THC? And we know people will try to do it because it's another way to hide or kind of disclose their use of THC product. So were these THC products, were they also in this flavored, uh, you know, contraption? So it didn't even smell like THC? Yeah, that's a that's a toss-up topic, actually. The flavored ones are mainly the nicotine. Um, okay. But I think there's some of these third-party companies, like newer players in the market now, that are trying to introduce some sort of flavored THC product to kind of mask that traditional smell that, right. you know, you may smell as a third-party viewer walking in public. So now we have where now all of a sudden the, the, the microscope is on, right? And now we're like really you know, going in on like vaping and everything else. So, so of course I, I, I'm going to be the devil's advocate, right? Like, like, is this right? An overreaction, right? So I have to, I think, I think we should start there. Cause I already know there's someone listening who vapes and they're like, no, no, my vaping is great. Like, no, I'm, I'm never letting the vape go. Like, so there, there's going to be someone here who's going to be like, no, 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 they're just over-exaggerating, right? Is, is this an over-exaggeration or is this something we really should be worried about? Very good point. I think, there's a small, small component of over-exaggeration because you're so toned into this now. So, you know, you see somebody in the hospital, you rule everything else, and they have an easy scapegoat. Oh, they vape vape a lot. They vape daily. Must be that, causing their lung illness. Or maybe they got uh, an infection. I had a patient that had a mycoplasma, a positive infection that told me, quote, I've vaped more than anyone else you'll ever know, end quote. So I'm like, okay, it must be that. But yeah. So there is actually, they actually made a formal definition of probable cases of vape or probable component or for sure, um, objectively objectively determined this diagnosis. And a confirmed case describes someone who has vaped in the past 90 days presenting with haziness or opacities in their chest scans and no signs of infection or other plausible diagnosis. So that's their CDC's official definition. But I agree with you. This definitely going to be over-reporting now. And we need to find it's people are frantically finding you can see if you when you do your article search over the last 24 hours, there's institutions and academic centers just trying to do all these tests to figure out some sort of objective way of what is actually causing this. Is it the vape? I, I have a feeling it's actually, you know, the traditional dual product may not be the issue. It's just, just these THC laden third party products that are being intertwined or switched over with not really uh, marketed and, and monitored products. So I think there's just something, you know, like a component of like spice, you know, the drug sometimes people take, it's kind of like a, it's like a grab bag. You don't know what you're getting. My question, now especially because I know we talked a little bit, I know we're, I know we're getting on the jewel and like, now is jewel like, like the, the same phrase when I think about iPod, like there's a lot of MP3 players, but then like the standard we always think about is iPod. Like is, is jewel like the main like maker of like those devices? Or is there like different yes. ones, but Jewel just happens to be like the big dog? There's different ones, but Jewel is the big dog. It's so big, in fact, that the two major tobacco companies, Altria and Philip Morris, bought a huge stake in Jewel last year. They paid like $12 billion for a 35% stake. And Philip Morris did similar thing this year. 
However, they and they were going to merge, but because this whole new vaping issue, they called off their merger in the last couple of weeks on Wall Street. So, oh, so this, so this topic Jewel, is really, oh, oh, this is this is huge. Uh, this is huge. Uh, this decisions and these vaping illnesses and deaths have actually changed stock market prices drastically. Two CEO has O's have quit in the last two weeks. It's a very volatile uh, market per se. So, so right now we don't really even have a direct, um, you know, causation of why it causes a problem. We know it, like we know it causes lung damage, but we're not necessarily sure like how it even does that. No, the best objective scientific as, you know, something that you would be, okay, this is a, you'd read in a journal, which I'm sure you do all the time came out about October 2nd, the new England journal. So that's six days ago. It took. 17 patients that had lung biopsies that have confirmed cases. So as of right now, today, there's about 10, 1,080 confirmed cases of vaping-related illnesses or vaping-related lung illnesses and 19 confirmed deaths. So they took 17 patients. Most of them were men, median average age was 35, and they all had a history of vaping. And three-quarters of them are with marijuana or cannabis oils. And they actually got histology from the lungs to see what's going on at a molecular level. And they kind of just had a vague answer. There's no real one thing going on. You know, they see that the, there's edema, there's uh, possibly organizing pneumonia, and there's sloughing off of the epithelial cells at the lung level. But there's no one finding. And they couldn't trace it to one product. That's the problem. The people in the CDC think it just might be one or two bad apples in the group. But that is the best, like, objective study to date. It just came out in the last couple of days. So when you have that in the lunch learning community, we'll definitely make sure we put a link to that uh, journal article so you can read that yourself um, and, and get educated. When, when, so yeah. when, you have, when you have something like that, right, when you have something that we don't really, really know, like, how it causes the problems. So, so of course, again, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the patient. Dr. Barry, how do I avoid this? <laughs> like, if, if you can't even tell I mean, me how to, like, how do I avoid... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the easiest answer, you know, the easiest answer is stop. Yeah. So the <laughs> CDC is actually, they're not, they're not telling people, they're telling people to stop, but the polite way they're saying it is should stop in the meantime until we know what's going on. So a lot of these electronic cigarette users, AKA vapors now, cause it's a cooler term successfully studies have shown that they, it's been somewhat success for smokers you know, that have weaned off as you probably have, you, you don't recommend it maybe, but you're okay with it. That's how kind of a lot of physicians feel. Cause, Cause you know, smoking it, obviously causes someone worse. Someone will say, someone will say, well, are, are they in totality? Are they better than regular cigarettes? Like, are you telling me Dr. Barry that I should go and smoke regular cigarettes again? You know, patients have said that <laughs> I had a patient today that literally said, I asked a history and I wanted to get more vaping questions. And he says he was 50 pack your smoker. He's like, at least I don't vape. That's the bad thing for me. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we know how we, we know how patients think. Like, because so, I, so I already know I got someone who's probably listening to this like, well, like, I, I think they're telling me that I should just go back to the regular cigarettes. Like, so no. are, we, are we saying that? Are we saying they should go back to the regular cigarettes until, you know, this this, this vaping thing goes around? But what, like, what, like, that's. Uh, and again, I wish was, I wish this was a facetious question, but I'm I'm like 100 percent sure someone is thinking that. 
Correct. And I think the best answer to suffice all parties would be, you know, if you're relying on this to wean off cigarettes and to keep you off cigarettes, I'm not going to be, a, I'm not going to, uh, you know, adhere to or support this decision, but I would be okay with continued vaping products. However, I would highly uh, caution against anything THC or cannabis based vaping product, especially sold online or at small retail stores, not regulated with a license in a licensed state. But a lot of people are uh, getting these online because no one, a lot of states don't have it. And the, the, the demographic is the younger person. And they're all online people trying to do stuff without under the radar. Right. Without their, you know, you know, parents and guardians know it anyway. Mm-hmm. So what, what better place to uh, do this than order it, uh, you know, th- th- through, through the internet. So, mm-hmm. so, so what tips would you give for like now us, right? Like, again, yeah, a person like me, I'm being educated, but like, so what tips would you give uh, a person in, in, in the health field that, that needs to kind of understand like the importance of this, this vaping topic and, you know, how to talk to their patients and uh, I guess get them to quit or just get them to kind of, you know, especially to stay away from the TAC related products, if anything. Yeah, it's a va- very valid uh, discussion point right there. I think you just tell them the facts. So if you tell them the facts, it's such a dynamic thing and tell them that you're staying on top of it. I feel like every physician should at least stay on top of the subject since it's so popular. I mean, I'm a GI physician and I've had cases, consult cases that I think related to their THC laden vape products, you know, after ruling out everything else. I have one or two in the last couple of months, I feel. But I think telling them the truth and let them know, be honest and tell them that we don't know. So why would you want to take something that's such sketchy that you don't know what's actually happening currently. I think the best thing would be tell them it should be stay up to date and we should all just work on this together to figure out what's actually causing the issues. Obviously, you want to caution to decrease their usage overall. Especially the THC. Like, is there, well, I guess, so I guess, I guess I got to ask the question, is there any THC that I can do vaping? Like, is there any that like have been federally stamped and given the okay? Or should I just be really staying away from all THC related products right now? Personally, I would stay away from all of them, but I think there is some the states that have traditionally been selling the THC in their, uh, especially the medical aspect, okay. um, physical stores that have been doing it for a while, and it, that it's kind of a tricky, tricky subject. It's not really regulated, so right. I would I wouldn't do it. I know the numbers are small. So you look at all the people that vape, you know, across the country and the world, and you're saying, okay, only 19 deaths. Exactly. You know, that, and, and of course, you know, and, and, you know, people always feel like only 19 people. Exactly. There's 19 people that got in a car accident, you know, today. But these are young, healthy people. That's the thing. Okay. I mean, these are people that shouldn't be getting sick, shouldn't be getting the ICU. There's kind of gruesome photos online, if you Google them, of kids on ventilators. Even one pay- kid holding a sign that when she got extubated, I want to start a no vaping campaign. It went viral. Oh my, this, 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 this is definitely a topic. So, so I got to ask, right, where, especially in, in your professional career, where you're at right now, like where do you see vaping going from here? Because you're saying, you know, you got, you got CEOs dropping out. You got, you know, people losing a lot of money uh, because of, you know, this, I guess, you know, this, I don't, I don't want to call it a roadblock, but definitely this bump in the road. Like, where do you see vaping going? Well, on September 11th this year, uh, President Trump wanted to ban vaping. Uh, everybody's trying to focus on banning 
flavored flavored vapes because that's targeting those younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're that's like the main target of their goals. Oh, so is, 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 is going, it that the younger people aren't doing the non-flavored ones, or is it just most of the time if it's flavored? Yeah. I think they're getting them hooked. Uh, I think a lot of them start on the flavor and then they advance or progress ah. to the THC ones. Eighty percent of Juul sales are flavored. So they, the government is trying to hit the jewel market by Ooh. stopping their flavored, and they think if they can do that, they can stop the overall trend. My personal opinion, from an economic standpoint, is that this whole regulation, they probably will find some, trace it to a couple companies, maybe a couple chemicals, and that will wean out those companies and chemicals. And I think it actually may make jewel stronger because they don't have any THC products. It's all nicotine. So once they prove that their product is safe, I feel like a lot of kids will go back to it. Wow. And it may get a little bit worse. That's my own opinion. Though. Right. And, and, and I know, especially because I know you talked about, about the, almost three quarters of it being THC related. So we still got like that 25% that, you know, the, the nicotine, you know, related issues are, are kind of still happening as well, too. Um, so Correct. Or inhalational issues. Yeah. Because, or inhale, inhalational. I think some of these are having heat or caustic burns to the lung sort of like a chemical pneumonitis. So that's on the differential. Yeah. So the heat is might be an effect also, but three quarters of them, it is sure fire three quarters. I've checked all the numbers. Three quarters are usually men. Three quarters are usually younger under the age of 35 and three quarters are usually THC, some sort of derivative. So those are like the unhappy triad of things to avoid. First of all, Dr. Barry, I wanted to thank you for really educating us and educating, especially me, uh, on a topic that is, like I said, as as popular as it has been. Uh, again, it just kind of, I felt like it just kind of popped up out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, I, I see the this this crisis um, uh, in in almost every article that I read. I'm like, okay, all right, they're talking about vaping again. Nope, they're talking about vaping again. Nope, review article. Oh, uh, what about this? Oh, yeah. opinion article. Like everything just kind of like popped out of nowhere. So thank you for. Uh, you know, helping enlightening us, uh, enlightening us for um, such an important topic uh, at hand that really does not seem to be, I guess by your words, does not seem to be going away anytime soon. No, I think it's just heating up, um, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so b- before, I, before I let you go, before I let you go, I always love to just kind of really spotlight our guests. And uh, like I said, I, I, I talked about it a little bit, especially in the beginning. Um, of uh, you know the fact that you know you got to see it that's twenty four pages. Um, but like, tell people about just about yourself and where can they find you and you know what's next for what's next for you? Because like I said, I know you got about a, a year and some change before you, you're you're out out here. But like, uh, clearly, um, you're doing some things that you know I would love for our learning community to be able to kind of follow along. Um, you know, so tell us about your social media, any other adventures you may have coming up soon. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me on. Um, basically. I'm not sure. <laughs> Keep an open mind. Um, just kind of, just like the stock market, diversify your portfolio. You never know what opportunity you're going to get or what's going to happen. Obviously, you, you never know. Obviously, I'm set for medicine. You know, I'm probably going to do private practice, but academic kind of uh, twist to it. I, I like to publish on a lot of topics. A lot of my publications are not on the same topic. Mm-hmm. All right, which, yeah, which I noticed. I was like, wow, like you, like you were very wide range with it too. I was like, okay, right. So he's not even... Because, you know, especially my, I know my, my fellows typically like tend to be hyper-focused. Like, oh, okay, you probably did a whole bunch of GI stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not even the case. Yeah, like some of the hot topics I just I like to hit because I think it, well, I talk about uh, men 
2A syndrome when you're going to see five this year. Might as well talk about vaping when you're going to see five this hour. So I don't know. Uh, social media, I have just a, I like to follow a lot of things. Uh, on Instagram, Dr. Paul Med, you know, just something funny, fitting, I guess. Twitter, I use sometimes mainly just to catch up on literature, but mainly Instagram, Instagram story. People want quick things as you do on your page. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of links, a lot of quick things. People are, it's an impatient market out there. Yeah. You got a couple seconds. <laughs> you, you're right. You, especially for attention. You got to, you got to like snatch their attention. Like, hey, stop here real quick. <laughs> you got to mix audio, video. You got to mix links. I don't know. You just got to keep it hot. No one wants to read about the same stuff. So that's the fact that you do all these podcasts and different people, different subjects kind of keep the viewers on, on their toes, you know? Perfect, perfect. And again, we would definitely appreciate your effort. So again, the member listening community, uh, all of his links will be uh, in the show notes as well. You know, definitely follow him. And I know we, we, I know you were talking about a YouTube page as well too. Like you have a YouTube as yeah, well. Yeah, I have a YouTube page. I have a, I have a lecture that I gave on similar topics. I put it on YouTube. It's got video, audio. Um, yeah, I got a little bit of everything. You got to hit all the perfect. markets. And again, remember, listening to me. If you if you're not if you like like to watch videos, he's got stuff for you. If you want to just kind of just kind of read, he's got a lot of stuff to read. Like I'm telling you, it's all, <laughs> again, I, again, I'm not being facetious. There's a lot of stuff to read if you want to read. In fact, I was very interested, um, and I have to go read on your the the online symptom checker one. Like I was like, oh, that's a very interesting. Like that's a topic. I'm yeah, that's on. <laughs> that's one of the topics I really like too. I mean, I've done some TV stuff for that, and it's kind of similar to vaping. It's a hot topic. And what made you do that before I let you go? What made you like think, like, oh, you know what I mean? Let me, let me tackle that. Because everybody, just like you and I know, everyone, every day, you're going to see somebody that comes and says, well, I looked it up online, WebMD, this and this. <laughs> and we all have the same reaction internally, a little different externally. Yes. But it just made <laughs> me want to do it. And I just checked the accuracy of these symptom checkers. And let's just say it's not good. Not good. I love it. Yeah. And you hear, you hear it here, Lunch Community. Please. Don't go to WebMD and all these other places and click a couple of buttons and then come and tell me you have cancer. I don't want to hear it because it because because WebMD is not going to WebMD is always going to sell high because they they don't want to be the ones to say like, oh, well, well, we told them they had cancer. They they didn't believe me. It was it, 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 it was just a migraine. Like, that's, all, that's all it was. Exactly. <laughs> and now I guess right now we, a new study we could do, you know, hopefully one of your viewers may want to do this. You can check these symptom checkers now for vaping. See if that's an indifferential. Ooh, very. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I because as as we talk about it, I have not had one of my residents like throw that in the differential. I have not like. Yeah, you can tell who's listening to your podcast now. Yeah. So hopefully, whoever does is definitely so a, a listener. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So again, Dr. Barry, thank you for, uh, you know, really like, you know, putting us on game, uh, you know, putting the word out there. This is, you know, this is something that everyone needs to know and we'll make sure that happens. Uh, such an important topic of vaping as it is. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of the Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today if you have not had a chance please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening if you already listen and you've already subscribed make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely 
important in keeping the show moving as it is. And if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes, always head over to lunchlearnpod.com. That is lunch learn pod all in one word dot com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but separately especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye